all NFL bettors and listeners out there. Hello and welcome back to the Bet for Better podcast, season three, ahead of NFL opening weekend. Oh yes, yes, the Bet for Better podcast, where proven successful NFL bettors set out to advise the best NFL picks for the weekend, make you some money, all while making the world a better place with our charity partner, the Miracle League of South Hills. Once again, season three, like always, I'm John the Inzer here with my co-host, Chad the Realist. Chad, how are you doing, man? It feels good to be back, doesn't it? Feels like a little kid on Christmas morning, yes, just five months away. Yes, sir. Yeah. So last year, if you guys are new to the show, last year in total, uh, we donated about close to another grand. Uh, so based on our two-year totals now, we're looking at close to about $2,100 in total donated to the Miracle League of South Hills. Uh, that money's going right to them to find some projects they're doing. Uh, the next inning, that's one of them. We'll talk a little bit about that in a quick second. Um, so this year on the show, we have a couple new things we want to talk about real quick before we dive into our picks. Uh, we're going to have some special guests on the show, some more featured content, some special segments, some segments that, or excuse me, teams, or excuse me, one more time, games that we think are going to be some good solid picks, some good games to watch. And we're going to have a good, good new bit of stuff in store for you guys. So keep tuning in. We're going to have a lot of fun with it this year. For those that are unfamiliar with us and, and what we set out to do, we actually donate half of our winnings each weekend to our charity partner over at the Miracle League, who are great people. Um, President Sean Casey, former Pittsburgh Pirate, where we reside here in, in the Berg, and then it'll be all-star. Um, we work closely as well with Tim Gebhardt. Shout out, Tim. Absolute man. Executive director yes, over at the Miracle League. We were... Uh, Kicking it back with them the other weekend at the good old Washington Wild Things Stadium. Yeah. And, uh, and it means that much more to us to be able to get to donate every weekend to such a great cause that helps give money back to those who are participating in their baseball leagues for new equipment, new jerseys, and the next inning project they're doing, which actually helps build a program for the players in the Miracle League to get direct work experience outside of the field yeah they just kicked that off they just opened it for the fall season coming up so it's looking pretty good for them it's a really good program we love what they do at miracle league and we're happy to be working with them for another season let's roll with it we'll continue to post our creatives as well regarding picks uh, to provide a little paper trail throughout the season those are found on our social media twitter instagram and we will be showing all of our specific success rates no bullshitting in terms of how we're doing throughout the season, good or bad. Yeah, we're going to be honest with you. Yeah, we're not going to shoot you some bullshit. This is real. We're not going to lie to you. We're, we're nice guys here. Come on, we're trying to help you out. Yeah, on social media, you can catch us on our Twitter. Our handle is at the B4B podcast, and that's the number four. And on Instagram, our handle is at bet4better, and that's the number four as well. On Spotify last year, uh, we branched off into Canada, so we got some international listens going on right now as well, so shout out to our Canadian friends up there. We appreciate the support. Getting into the hundreds of listeners per episode and appreciate all of our brands supporting us as well, which you will be hearing more about today's episode and throughout the season. And without further ado, let's get back into it. Let's roll with it. As we enter the ever-famous rapid-fire segment... Brought to you by PittsburghSportsCastle.com. Fire content on all things Pittsburgh sports. Shout out Mr. Joey Sinello. What a guy. Class act. So in this segment, we have three picks for each co-host here. 58% success rate on these last season. 
again, had to stop about middle of the year doing the full season this year. So let's keep that clip going. Be sure. more than happy with that, if not above 60. And we're feeling pretty confident as week one, we feel like it's the best week to make money. Yeah. Where Vegas is the most immature in terms of understanding how to create effective spreads where there is essentially nothing to go off. Yep, it's a new season. Anything can happen. So we always love to have fun in week one. That rhymed. And as I hold my Bushlight Apple in hand, excited for NFL Sunday, the first game I'll be rooting for is the Denver Broncos covering a three-point spread at the New York football Giants. In a battle of two teams that are looking to bounce back after lackluster seasons, kind of a not-sexy game to start with here. No. This one really stood out to me, primarily because the Broncos seem to be in much better shape in terms of two things that really matter, particularly on opening weekend, health and identity. So we all know that Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, quarterback battle to start the season. Teddy Two Gloves claiming the victory there. Shows you they're really not not too high on Drew Locke there after just a couple of years. And Bridgewater coming off a, what, 5-11 and season in Carolina. But when you give Teddy four talented pass catchers, Two talented backs and a middle-of-the-pack offensive line, somewhat similarly to what the Saints gave him when we know how he did in New Orleans when he took over Drew Brees way back when. Mm -hmm. They're going to be able to get you enough points, whereas the Giants are just a humongous question mark heading into this year. More ways than one. We know about Saquon Barkley. He's barely participated in any practices involving contact. Despite the fact they say he's going to play, you got to expect very limited reps there. Kenny Galladay, their offseason acquisition, not sure to be fully healthy. Story of his career to date, Mm -hmm. which also butchered my fantasy team last year. R.I.P. Evan Ingram, tight end, very, very questionable to play. Not looking likely as of now, according to some sources. And their rookie wide receiver they drafted out of Georgia, also injured. Cap that with a terrible offensive line. Every single analyst I've read, they usually rank them the worst offensive line in football, if not second to last. Now, picture that going up against a returning Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb. Ooh, scary. So with zero identity, Danny turnovers rather than Danny dimes, he's already inconsistent enough as it is, and he's facing what's anticipated to be one of the toughest defenses in the league this year. We already mentioned Vaughn Miller, adding Kyle Fuller, Pro Bowl cornerback, Patrick Sertan. He looks like an absolute beast already, pick six in the preseason. Give me what I know I've got with Denver versus the big question mark of the Giants and a win by four points or more. Let's roll with Denver, baby. I like it. First rapid-fire pick of the year. Now, everybody, you know I am the Yinzer, so of course, obviously news is coming. I'm going to throw the Steelers-Bills game as my first rapid-fire pick of the year. Naturally, of course. So in this game, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it later, some other picks, but for the rapid-fire, I'm going to take the over on Barstool Sportsbook. Right now sitting at about 48 and a half. So I'm going to roll with the over on that. Um, Two key factors that I looked at in making my pick is the Steelers struggling offensive line, how well they're going to do against the Buffalo defense, and what I thought out of rookies Najee Harris and potentially Pat Frymuth in tight end. So for both teams, I think it's going to be difficult. Pittsburgh definitely has a lot to prove, and Buffalo does as well. It'll be interesting to see how Josh Allen performs. You know, he's a freak. I got him on fantasy. I picked him up early, and I was like, you know, I got to have him. He puts up crazy numbers. 
So it'll, pretty, it'll be see, interesting to see how he goes against the Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, the entire Steelers defense, their secondary especially. So last year, it looked like the Steelers in their last, uh, excuse me, the past four games, the Steelers uh, in the games they covered the over. So that was another key factor that went into my decision on this pick. Buffalo's got the 16th best defense right now, I think it is. So with the returning offensive core Pittsburgh has, I think they're going to be able to put up a good amount of numbers with them. Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, who I still think is going to be the next AB. We'll see. And Juju Smith-Schuster. The on-field talent of AB, not the off-field bullshit. Yeah, true. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Juju, I think he's going to have a bounce back year. He's going to have some good numbers. So although, in my opinion, Pittsburgh slept on, I think they're going to make it a really close game. However, it's going to be a lot of points going on the board. Stephon Diggs, he's questionable, but I think he's going to play for Buffalo. Him matched with Josh Allen. They put up mad numbers. So I'm going to roll with the over on this pick. Let's go. Always boring to bet the under. So always yeah. an advocate for that. Now really live on nice. the wild side. Number two from my side, we're going to go to the bitter rival of my friend Jonathan here with the Baltimore Ravens, who we never like cheering for, but we like making money and donating money. So we're going to take a minus four and a half. Well, we'll let's slide this week. At Las Vegas on Monday Night Football. So just to start by saying this, if you want to look at trends, if you're someone that just looks at primarily the coach of a team, the team's history in this particular spot, the Ravens are 12-1 and straight up, 9-4 and as a road favorite against the spread hmm. over the past two seasons under John Harbaugh, while the Raiders have a brand new offensive line essentially against a defense that is as stout as they come. Baltimore, to Pittsburgh's dismay, their defense has always been steady. They're top three in fewest points allowed in the league over the past three seasons. Absolutely the most consistent we've seen mm-hmm. in that span. For those maybe doubting the Ravens' offense a little bit after hearing J.K. Dobbins is out for the season, Mm -hmm. do not. We know what Lamar Jackson can do. The Ravens averaged 5.6 yards per carry as a team last year where J.K. Dobbins didn't get all those carries. They have a pretty dispersed backfield. Mm -hmm. Lamar gets another year to improve his throwing while they gave him more weapons. Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman from the draft. The Raiders, very underwhelming team. Outside of the AFC West, we saw them play the Chiefs really well last year. Mm-hmm. Got one win, kept the other one really close. They are 11-19 and 19 against the spread against teams not in their division, who they're very familiar with, under Mr. John Gruden. And uh, I'm, I'm very, very comfortable taking Baltimore here. Yeah. By, honestly, by at least a touchdown, I wouldn't even mind jacking it up to minus six. Yeah, let's go Dirty Birds. Yeah, did you see now they just signed uh, Le'Veon Bell to the practice <laughs> squad. What a career he's had, huh? You think From he's going to get some regular season playing time abs- here pretty soon? Absolutely, yeah. yes. It'll be, it'll be wild to see him in a we Ravens jersey. We can only pray that he gets to suit up in Pittsburgh. Can't wait for that matchup if it happens. Now, on to my second rapid-fire pick of the year. This game, I didn't want to put anything on. I didn't even want to bet on it, but I was like, you know what? It's probably going to be a shit show, so let's just roll with it. The Jaguars versus the Houston Texans. America's game of the week! What an opening game. What what an opening week game for both teams. Now, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to take Jacksonville straight up money line. The odds for that game, for them winning money line, is minus 159, but take that as you will. Throw it into a parlay. Mix it up a little bit. Do as you wish. Houston Texans... I don't. It's been a while since I've seen the team fall off as bad as they did. You know, they were a Super Bowl contender a couple years ago, and now they're 
one of the laughing stocks of the league. You know, they're still suffering the loss of DeAndre Hopkins. They just lost JJ Watt. And now you got Deshaun Watson doing whatever the hell he's doing off the they field. They also just traded two other starters last week. They just said full mm. send with throwing it, throwing it all away. And that's what I mean. Like Jacksonville, they're looking up. They're looking optimistic. They got Trevor Lawrence right there. They haven't won a game in 15 weeks, so they are due as a team wow. as well. The Trevor Lawrence era has begun. You know, I'm kind of pissed off Tim Tebow didn't work <laughs> out there. You know, I was ready to buy a jersey. I thought it'd be badass, but, you know, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure you can still buy that somewhere. Like, and like I said, this game could be a shit show. It probably is, but sometimes you just got to bet on these games. It makes the Sundays more interesting. The Jags overall had a much better offseason than Houston Texans offensively and defensively, and their future's bright, whereas the Texans, who who the hell knows where that's going. So let's go Jacksonville, you know. Let's, let's see what Trevor can do. Duval! That might be the only heartbeat for the Houston Texans this year in terms of getting any fan interest because of teams uh, playing them and betting against the Houston Texans there this you go. season. Last but not least, in my rapid fire, now getting to bet against... I still got one more pick. Come a on. team in the AFC North. We were talking about my <laughs> own, Mr. Bosco. Oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Only episode one of the season. We all know Joe Burrow... Getting injured last year. Catastrophic. What a shame. Unfortunately, it's going to be a tough get-go in week one. Just getting his feet wet again. We're going with the Minnesota Vikings. Covering that three-point spread in Cincinnati. One of the real most things in terms of me spending my time on the research side leading up to this was evaluating how quarterbacks typically perform their first week coming back from a major knee injury. So if you look at it, going back 15 years or so, I chose nine that at the time you'd consider to be solid quarterbacks in this exact same situation. Think like Donovan McNabb, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, Mm -hmm. Ryan Tannehill, a few others. In this situation where they come back for their first game after the major knee injury, combined 59% completion percentage, a one and a half to one touchdown interception ratio, and a record of three and six. Not promising when you also consider that Joe Burrow still hasn't even played a full season in this league, and his offensive line is putrid, no matter how good his weapons are on the outside. The Vikings, their defense has actually taken a big step up, whereas they took a very bizarre turn for the worse from 2019 to 2020. Mm-hmm. They bring back Daniel Hunter from injury, defensive tackle Michael Pierce, who actually opted out. That's something to think about, all the opt-outs from last year. And they actually entirely revamped their secondary key name, Patrick Peterson, coming mm-hmm. over. Their offense is always going to be great with the names they have. Dow Cook, Justin Jefferson, breakout year. Adam Thielen, who you mentioned, was Mr. Touchdown last season. 14. With that being said, with the defense's rise, and the fact that Joe Burrow is inevitably going to struggle, at least early, to a point where they're going to have yeah. to play a lot of catch-up ball, give me, give me the Vikes on the road. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back after that injury. Yeah, I agree. I'm with I'm comfortable with you on the Vikings. That's a good, solid pick. Um, so, yeah, so now for my final last pick of the week, first rapid-fire segment of the year. I don't got much on this game. I just think it's going to be you know cut and dry. I got the Seattle Seahawks covering uh, two and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. I'm not a huge Carson Wentz guy. Never have been. Thought he was overrated. Now he's on the Colts. Seattle, they got Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson in the first half of the year. He's putting up MVP numbers, so I think he's going to go off. He's going to be electric. 
They got a quick, speedy rookie, Dwayne Eskridge, too. So throw him in the mix. Let's see some numbers up. Colts don't have too much depth. I'm comfortable going with Seattle on this game. Like I said, not much to it. I'm just comfortable with the Seahawks. Got to go through gut sometimes. Seattle, two and a half. The Wentz thing's interesting because of the fact they literally labeled him to be out for possibly the first five to 12 weeks. They said on... And now he's more than likely starting. Yeah. But still, it's going to be a little bit rusty. Yeah, he said fresh off the COVID-19 list. Throw him in the mix. Yeah, I agree. 100% rusty. Like two and a half spread. I'm taking Seattle on that all the way. Good mention of COVID. Just food for thought for anyone out there betting. Please remember the fact that at any given point in time this year, any unvaccinated player, or of course now we've seen a couple of vaccinated players as well, get COVID-19, they very well could be ruled out for yeah. that upcoming game. Could yeah. be smart to hold on to make your bets until the later part of the week. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, definitely keep a keep a close eye on that because you never know. It could pop up randomly and that's that. Our next segment. You are the chosen one. This is your one favorite segment. of the most successful segments on the show last year where we actually went 7 and 2 on the season. Again, hours of research put into this. We're yeah. not just we're not just spitting random random facts from the head. Chad's chosen one comes in hot with one that I could literally talk all day about, as mm-hmm. many of my, uh, and my buddies know. The San Francisco 49ers visiting the worst roster in the NFC and the Jared Goff-led Detroit Lions. I have never seen a game where I jumped on it immediately and thought, how, how, how are we able to just steal money from the sports books this week? <laughs> It's, it's going to be a joke. The it's Niners joke. were literally in the Super Bowl the last time they had a fully healthy roster. 31 players on IR last year. That's insane. The most in the NFL by far. 31. 19 and 13 against the spread on the road over the past four seasons. Huh. Think about that. 19 and 13. That's on the road. On the road. Wow. And you said 31 players on IR. That's you think I didn't I completely forgot about that. Please, this is a whole new team. Think about the fact that they're that record against the spread on the road against usually capable opponents. Mm-hmm. The Detroit Lions suck. Jared Goff, I'm sorry, Justin Herb, he's he's simply bad if not put in the perfect situation, and we are going to find that out very very quickly. There are essentially no weapons in Detroit outside of T.J. Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. Which your casual football fans still might not even know those names. I was looking through and couldn't even really fathom how you could throw that that list of receivers and running backs out there. No, nothing stuck out. And there was nothing. A rookie head coach in Dan something. I don't even know his name. Again, it's not really going to matter. He's probably going to get fired in a couple of years anyway because they're not going to win any games. And Jared Goff was 3-5 and five against the 49ers when he was with the Rams with that team and that head coach, Sean McVay. Now, you throw him in this awful situation. Jimmy G is starting over Trey Lance, despite all the offseason disputes about who would win the job. I'm more comfortable with the fact that Jimmy G won. He's 36-12 and 12 yeah. in his career. Like the, dude win, the dude wins ball games yeah. and clearly got them to the Super Bowl two years ago. So in a week one scenario where Vegas needs to set more conservative spreads out of the gate, because again, they don't know fully what to expect, this is one where we are going to steal money and get a nice double-digit win from the San Francisco 49ers. 
Book it. Take it to the bank. Let's go Niners. Thank you, Chad. Yes, sir. Well, now that you had your favorite segment, now it's time for my personal Ooh. favorite segment. Ladies and gentlemen, we call this, like to call this one, John's Jumble. Here's Johnny. John's Jumble has and always will be a nice little parlay. Three to four games, kind of mixing the bunch with some good odds to it, some picks that I like mixed in. So let's just roll with uh, the first one of the season. I have this pick right here, and I think you guys are going to like it. I love it, so let's just see how you guys think. So I got the uh, for the first game, I'm looking at the Packers and Saints game. Over 49.5 points total. Got the Washington football team covering plus one against the Chargers. Good game on that uh, Sunday. And finally, back to my Steelers covering the spread plus six and a half against the Buffalo Bills. Grand total coming out to plus 596. I like those odds. That's a really good number. For the brand. So I'm going to go in a little bit of these picks. I already talked a little bit about the Steelers early on. Uh, The only thing I'm going to say involving this pick is if you are feeling a little bit risky, I said before, don't be surprised if the Steelers downright win. If you swap out the spread and put the Steelers money line in this parlay, those odds jump up to plus 849. So, like I said, don't be surprised if they downright win. If you want to feel a little risky on Sunday, put the money line down, increase those odds. Going to the Washington game. Washington surprisingly had a really, really good defense last year. Top, uh, they were number two in the league. Led behind rookie Chase Young. And I'll tell you what, he's a scary dude. He led the team in sacks, seven and a half, and four forced fumbles on the year. He's going to be the next big thing for them. You got some Fitz magic there, quarterbacking <laughs> now. That was an issue for the football team last year, so I think with a little Fitz magic in the mix, could pull out some wins. You know, he's pulled off miracles before, so let's just see where that takes him. Chargers are a good team still. Justin Herbert, rookie of the year, put up crazy Madden numbers. What a great touchdown to interception ratio as a rookie. He's got some veteran receivers. He's got Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. He's back. My gut wants to go with Washington, so. Let's just go with the parlay, or excuse me, let's just go with the spread plus one because it's going to be a close game. They could downright win. Take them covering. Now over to my final portion of the parlay, the Packers and Saints game. We're going to roll with the over. I love Aaron Rodgers, always have. He's arguably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I think the Packers have disrespected him for a long time. I digress. Drew Brees is officially gone. I feel like an old-ass man. My childhood is... Uh, following behind me, all these play, all these old quarterbacks are retiring. Yeah, Tom Brady's still in the mix. So Saints got a new quarterback. They got some new. They, they're going to work out some new offensive schemes. Don't be surprised if this game gets really close. However, I think it's going to go over. Here's a quick stat for you: in the out of the last nine matchups between these two NFC rivals, the over has hit eight out of those nine times. So that's a good pick. That I quick important stat that I saw in making this pick. See a lot of reps out of Kamara until uh, Michael Thomas comes back. So you won't see a lot of slant routes for about half of the year until he returns. See some reps out of Taysom Hill. Um, it's going to be a competitive game. Let's go with the over. And there's your John Jumble for the week. I love it. I, I don't know. I think you're kind of spoiled with uh, the fact that we've had good old Big Benny at, at the know, helm as long as, as long as we, we have on we our side. We are spoiled. We are spoiled. But, man, I tell you, these quarterbacks are getting old, and it's just like – Wow, where have the years gone? It seems like a blink of an eye. Well, you're going to be the one hoping for a Jameis Winston 500-yard, five-touchdown game rather than a 400-yard, four-interception game, which yeah, we never hopefully. know what we're going to get. Yeah, let's hope it's the, what you said, four touchdown, 500 yards. Let's get those points. 
All righty. Rocking the over. I have to read this. All righty. So now let's talk about one of our partners, me specifically, a clothing brand called Habits 365. It's a company run by young, hungry, ambitious people who work with a purpose to encourage the practice of positive habits 365 days a year. They offer fashionable and vibrant athletic apparel in all lines of men, women, kids, and a high-end line. They are constantly coming out with innovative new designs, have featured top athletes including Floyd Money Mayweather and the NFL's Lamar Jackson, and most importantly are having a fall sale now. Become a part of the Habits 365 community by using the code CHADG33 to receive a 10% additional discount at online checkout. Visit Habits365.com or follow their Instagram at Habits underscore 365 to check them out. That's Habits365.com. Yes, sir. Some good clothing from there. I've checked them out before. They got some pretty neat designs, some cool, hip. We got t-shirts, hoodies, pants, sweatshirts, shorts. I I got some good fall stuff coming in. Nice. There you go. Now I want to one of our, this is a more fun segment. I mean, they're all fun segments, but we like to have a lot of fun with these picks from this segment. We call it three types of parlays for three types of people. Chad, do you want to explain a little bit more about our uh, about this little segment here? Sure. So we like to risk it for the biscuit from time to time when just one individual game gets too boring. So we do three different types of parlays, meaning one for the more conservative folks out there where we call it we know so, one where it's a little bit, all right, I'm going to put it out there a little bit, but it's nothing too crazy, very well could hit. We think so. And then we have those that are just straight-up home run hitters, which we know many of those, and we call it We Hope So. So if you want to start with the We Know So most confident hit. Yeah, so We Know So for this week, we got the Ravens money line, we got the Chiefs money line, the Chiefs are playing the Cleveland Browns, and we have the Rams money line, the Rams are playing the Chicago Bears. So that's going to be a couple interesting matchups. A lot of people are talking up the Browns. The Browns kept it close with... Kansas City last year in the playoffs. Rams are playing against Chicago. They got an interesting quarterback situation there. Andy Dalton's taking the reins over Justin Fields for now. But these odds for this parlay are about plus 150. Comfortable with these picks. Ravens are probably going to beat the Raiders. Chiefs star power out the ass. I think they beat the Browns. I don't. It could be close, but I, we think they outright win. And the Rams, Rams are still an overall really good team. And the Bears are still kind of rebuilding. So I'm comfortable with uh, that Rams pick, you know, plus 150. We know so. It's probably going to happen. People love the Browns, but I think there's two things for certain in this league. It is Bill Belichick beating rookie quarterbacks and Andy Reid in September. His record is incredible. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes' stats in September are actually ridiculous. Oh, I think he has insane. like 30 touchdowns and no interceptions. His quarterback rating is like perfect. Yep. It's, so it's expect good things to happen from the Chiefs despite what you hear about the Browns' talent. Yeah, overrated. For we think so. So pretty reasonable parlay, and this is absolutely one that I'm going to take. We have, again, the Denver Broncos covering that two-and-a-half-point spread against the Giants. John agrees with me on that. The Vikings' money line, we both actually picked that one originally. I just won the rock, paper, scissors shoot of who's going to put it in there rapid fire. Yeah. And the New England Patriots' money line against the Miami Dolphins. Listen, we think Miami's very talented, but there's so much uncertainty with Tua. I feel like they've lost a lot of confidence there. Mm-hmm. Whereas New England, seems like Mac 
looks pretty comfortable and has a lot of weapons and a revamped offense and defense with all those old COVID opt-outs coming back. Yeah, we weren't going to touch this game. And, you know, then I saw, I kept thinking, like, you know what? We think this could hit in a parlay. I'm, you know, Mac Jones, let's go. He's got Belichick. That's, you know, that's how Tom Brady came up. It was him and Belichick. And we got the Mac Jones era in Belichick. He played out Cam Newton. They must see something they like in him over Cam. So... That, that was the determining factor for the, over the Dolphins. It's going to be a close game still, but those odds, yeah, plus 375, I think it's going to happen. It'll be some, some good numbers on that parlay. I like it a lot. Let's throw the Hail Mary, we hope so. Yes, sir. Well, this one's going to be interesting. Uh, the other Two out of the three are most could have happened, but the one <laughs> I'm kind of iffy on. Steelers' money line, this is the big, the big uh, odds increaser on the – Parlay got the Steelers money line, Chiefs covering six and a half against the Browns, and Titans covering three against the Arizona Cardinals. Titans are they're a real good team, you know. Tannehill, Henry, Brown, they're gonna make a huge impact in the AFC. They're gonna shake things up. It's a new era. Titans probably gonna cover against the Cardinals. Not a big Kyler Murray fan. Chiefs, what? we talked about. I don't know, just something about them. I'm just not a big fan. I would just say because Arizona's traveling out to Tennessee. And, yeah. And again, the Titans, much, much more of their foundation is back. And we know how they ended the year last year. What do you think about that Steelers money line pick, though? It's a good, it's a good dog to take. Like, if you're yeah, going to take right. an underdog at plus 200-some odds and it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, it, it's really, it, you know, it's worth shooting you're a ne- shot. Week one, you never know. I love the Steelers, so I love the matchup, too. I love the matchup. Plus eleven eighty nine. Bet a dollar to win nearly twelve dollars with that wild parlay. Let us know who's gonna ride on that one with us. Yeah, if you put a dollar and win that, you can win yourself a nice Permanis meal. Get a Pittsburgher, maybe a cold beer. Completely covered. Knew that one was coming. Yes, sir. We're back. To end the show today, we have particularly a week one special because it is time. For a new sports book to offer us a degenerate $1,000 risk-free bet. We love risk-free bets. As if they don't know that we're going to be on every single book to take advantage of these types of promotions we possibly can. We will benefit from this. Hopefully you guys can benefit from this if you've not downloaded the book yet. Specifically in the state of Great Pennsylvania where we reside. It's called Twinspire. Twinspire, Twinspires, one of those two. I haven't even looked mm-hmm. into it yet. I just know they give you a $1,000 risk-free bet you know. yeah, you get upon the risk-free creating bet. your account. So hopefully this will pay dividends not only to us this weekend, but in basically result in a lofty donation in our first week to the Miracle League. Sure. We are going to throw a $1,000 risk-free bet. Honestly, pretty safe in our opinion. We, we, we chose to go the more safe, conservative route to get that nice donation in week one rather than just do something astronomical. Right. We're going to go with both the 49ers and the Rams to win on alternate spreads minus two and a half. So they're both seven or seven and a half right now. Both win by a field goal or more. We're golden. That's, I was surprised at the odds there, minus 129. So that gives us a $1,000 bet to win 778 bucks would result in a $389 donation to the Miracle League. We like we love a little alternate spread. Yeah, we're real comfortable with the 49ers game winning easily, so two and a half covering what we think is going to be very easily in that game. Rams and Bears, just talked about that. Let's go Rams. You know, don't see much magic coming out of Chicago just yet with Andy Dalton as quarterback. 
So that two and a half spread, we love the alternate spread. So I like that pick a lot. Let's hope that hits. Get Miracle League some money. Jump start this season. Off to a good, to a good start. Prayers for that man, Andy Dalton, against the Pittsburgh man, Aaron Donald. He's gonna be see. He probably sees him in his nightmares leading up to this game. Indeed, I sure as hell would. And that is all. Here in week one, we That's look it. forward to an outstanding season with you. Again, we, we've seen week one is our most profitable weeks, quite honestly. So uh, we're just looking to, to keep on building off of that. There's usually one surprise that happens week one. So hopefully that will not be on one of those in the big bet that we bet against. Yes, sir. Until next time, thanks for listening, y'all. Yes, sir. Let's wrap it up. See you next week. Happy to be back.